0: Him who loved us and washed us from our sins by his blood and made us kings and priests to God the Father. To him be all glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. This morning's sermon text is again this week for all three Sundays here at the end of July. Another parable from Matthew chapter 13 you just heard, I'll read in a minute. In Christ's name, however, right at the start of the sermon, I I, want to share with you here today the situations which this parable addresses. Indeed, it speaks to the evil that is first in the world and persist, right you see it and feel it just as do I it's not getting better it's gonna get worse the Bible says as, as the day approaches we constantly see the evil prosper as the Bible says and we cry as we see in the bible how long o oh lord this this evil this all around and and growing indeed in the image of this parable this parable addresses also the evil in the church in the visible church at least those who say they're they are believers there there are surely hypocrites we can't tell that's in the heart only god knows there are people though that don't live even come close to live what they profess maybe even contradicting their profession as soon as they get out the door and in the car in their daily lives not following the lord not serving the lord and there are problems even amongst christians conflict and the the the, the other sins we we could not begin to list amongst us jealousy hatred lust and so much more and it's going to be that way it seems until heaven indeed this parable also addresses the evil within you and me constantly you wrestle with temptations to which you constantly seem to succumb you pray you repent you ask God for help and he gives it but maybe we're not receiving it the way we should and the sin rears its ugly head again This parable addresses all those situations and at the start of the sermon very quickly I will let you know that this parable offers the answer to all those situations. The evil in the world shall be addressed and there will come a clarity between the just and the unjust. The, the righteous and those who cause sin the evil in the church shall be resolved indeed by the blood of Christ shed on the cross it is forgiven now and we shall see in heaven no more sin in the perfect church and in yourself when Saint Paul says I press on to take hold still struggling with his own sin and obedience to God you do too That verse continues by saying to to take hold of that which has taken hold of me. God's grace has already already grabbed you, friend, and sees you as perfect through the righteousness of Christ. And Someday that struggle with sin and all the sorrow it causes will be over. No more sin, no more tears, no more sadness or sorrow. That's what this parable says addresses. I don't know if you see it here. Really, the the promise and the gospel, the good news in this parable, I don't believe or at least there's indication that the, the first followers of Jesus may have missed it. They asked for explanation. I will share with you here today the theme of this month's Wednesday Vacation Bible School with an object lesson here today. I can't even see you through these things. In case you can't read, it's focus. And in so many ways, we're teaching the children and, and their parents, their whole families to focus on God's word, to focus on Christ, to focus each week in, in different ways. I want you to focus here today on this parable. And the, and the words that are recorded in scripture, like last week, I will share with you that the title of this parable is important. Matthew chapter 13 verses 24 through 30. I I, I will read again. He put another parable before them saying the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field but while his men were sleeping the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain then the weeds appeared also and the servants of the master of the house came and said to him master did you not sow good seed in your field. How then does it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest and at harvest time I will tell the reapers gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned but gather the wheat into my barn and I ask you to focus what is the focus of that parable later on skipping some other parables in this great parable chapter when they are alone with Jesus His disciples came to him and asked for an explanation of this parable. I said last week, if you were with us, there are only two parables titled in the Bible. We had one last week, as I talked about the first parable in this chapter. Uh, supposing maybe it could be called the parable of the seed with its powerful work. We had other scriptures emphasizing that. Or the parable of the soils. That's the point of comparison, the different kinds of soils in that. But then came to the conclusion that's in the Bible. Jesus himself titled that parable the parable of the sower. And I emphasize, so many times we miss Jesus. And his good news, I think maybe here too, the disciples call this parable what? The parable of the weeds. Explain to us the parable of the weeds. This one is titled in the Bible, but not by Jesus. By his disciples. They call it the parable of the weeds. The weeds. But I submit to you today that the focus of this parable is not on the weeds. Should this parable not be called the parable of the wheat? Maybe with some weeds, as I title it in the email you'll receive tomorrow. It's the wheat here that's important, right? Not the weeds, although they're important in the drama of the story, but what is of first importance to the man with the field indeed, explained by Jesus, he himself, the son of man, is the wheat growing in the field. Now right now it may be hard to tell the difference between the two, wheat and weeds. Jesus explained almost every part of this parable He is the one who sows good seed. Son of man is a title he used of himself to make people think about who he was. The field is the world. Get this, the good seed here is not the word of God, although it is alive in you. It is you, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the followers of the evil one indeed, the devil And the harvest is the close of the age, as the Bible says elsewhere, the reapers are angels. And there is hell and there is heaven as the end result. The weeds, the lawbreakers, those who cause sin are thrown into a fiery furnace. But the righteous, it says, Shall shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. That's the focus of Jesus, the wheat, the the children of the kingdom. As we'll hear next week, that the the treasured, precious children of God, made His children by the Holy Spirit, working. Faith through the, the word and sacraments, trusting in him as their savior, following him with joy and growing obedience, growing to the point indeed by his grace of perfection in heaven, guaranteed by his resurrection. And it's got a practical application. The owner of the field, Jesus, is so concerned about the wheat the children of the kingdom, he will provide a final answer. But even now, I think we too, in practical ways, should be looking more at the the wheat than the weeds. I know we can look at problems in this world try to solve them in worldly ways, but we must look to that final day when evil is resolved and God's perfect creation, we heard from Romans chapter eight, groaning now is restored, a new heaven and a new earth. I like to think of it as the Garden of Eden, recreated, And we can look at the problems in the church and focus on amongst many churches uh, decreasing worship attendance on Sundays or or the decay of the institutional outward church. But we need to focus that the wheat is growing maybe in ways that are hard to see and distinguish. Here at Trinity Lutheran Church, I'll highlight indeed the, the children's ministry we have If you've come to VBS even though attendance is down largely because of COVID-19, although some are joining us online, oh my, the, the, the growth that's occurring between Laura and the children and their parents, it's almost palpable. And surely more than we can even see with our eyes in our ECM Just come someday at 10 o'clock for Jesus time and watch those children sing their songs about Jesus and learn stories about Jesus. You need to have your temperature taken and wear a mask and stand outside the Faith and Life Center. But it's worth it to really look at the wheat growing there, the children of the kingdom. And I will finally highlight our youth ministry this past week with Carl's in-house mission trip. We had to do it that way. Just... For the first time, this pastor hanging around the teens a little bit at length and seeing the strong youth ministry, at least the evidence of it, indeed even in the hearts of of these youngsters as they gave witness to to Christ and, and what he was doing in their day of service and in their growth in the word. And I heard afterwards, and we'll add to the message here today, their initiative to continue some of these things now on their own afterwards focus on the week, the growth of Christ's kingdom amongst us. And for you yourself, dear friend, I know you, I too struggle with our sin and the, the evil that's still within us until the day we die. A couple of verses of promises for you from your Savior in his word. You know John chapter 10, we highlighted it a few months ago. Jesus promised, I give them eternal life. They will never perish. He's going to preserve you even through your own evil. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. But maybe a verse you don't know, 1 Peter chapter 1 Verse 5, you by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The harvest is coming. Yes, we see the weeds right now. But God sees and I pray you see also by Christ's grace and his working even now and on that last day here in this parable, the wheat. Amen.